Ask the podcast coach for May 21st, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. Hey, it's Saturday morning. It's 1030. It's askthepodcastcoach.com slash live where you get your podcast questions answered. And the reason I say askthepodcastcoach.com slash live is, hey, who knows what platform we're going to be using in the future. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And joining me, as always, he was a Rolling Stone. Wherever he put his hat was his home. The one and only Jim Cullison. And uh, how's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good, ba- always good to be back on an Ask the Podcast Coach. Uh, means we've, we're around another week. Yes. Exciting. There may be some other services that aren't. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we Let's just get that out of the way. I didn't hear any big announcement. I guess... Um, I guess Blab did a Blab. Now, the sad thing is it was the CEO of Blab, and he didn't record it. So then uh, I think his guy's name is Joel Cobb. He's uh, he's the guy that wrote – He's his, he made his big money. He was the iFart guy from what I've seen at the at, at uh, Nubity Expo. I think he spoke. And he did a presentation, and it was basically about, hey, I made a lot of money with iFart, and then he tries to do other things. And yada, 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 um, which in my opinion, he seems like a nice guy, but his presentation, I was like, oh, good. You're the iFart guy. But he's apparently really into Blab. So he went on to Blab and said, hey, this is what the CEO just said. And the the big kind of verbiage that he uses, they were not doubling down on. Uh, let me see. I just I know. um I just saw the verbiage somewhere, but they're not doubling down. They're not going to make this a like a show platform. Mm -hmm. They want people to come here and blab, I guess. And I'm like, they're looking for the water cooler conversation, right? They're looking for, you know why I, well, I don't, I'm going to guess. Okay. What's your guess? We as podcasters are high maintenance. (laughs) That's why. I mean, think about all the expectations we have and all the things that we want and it's got to be perfect and the video has got to be great and they condense, they, they compress the audio too much. And how many times have you said blab sucks, right? Or we've heard the mm-hmm. blabs are just, we're just high maintenance. And I, I don't, I don't blame them sometimes. It's kind of like, geez, guys, take it easy. It's, you say this all the time. Well, I'll stop using the free service. Yes. I'm not going to not pay them anymore. Yeah, here's the the verbiage was Blab is not doubling down on broadcaster tools. Now that's that's specific and yet not very specific. It's right. like exactly what does doubling that mean? Doubling what? Like what's to begin with that they would double on? Yeah, and um, but they did say they're not going away, so that's good. But yeah, I I think to me what it is is I don't think they either a expected the number of people to show up that did like they wanted it to. And then they did. And they're like, Holy cow. To me, here's the thing that I still don't quite get. Cause if I was the CEO, I would go like that. I'd almost make it periscope esque in a way where it's like, Hey, you record your show and it's there for three days and then it's gone because that's a lot of storage. And they said they found out shocking in the world of Netflix that a lot of people are watching these things after it's over. And we've always said we get, you know, maybe a tenth of our audience live, which is great. We love our chat room. But the majority of people are watching this later because who wants to get up on Saturday morning? And it's that's nothing new across the board. So that's more bandwidth that they're paying for. And I know bandwidth is cheap, but on a big old platform, 
that gets a little expensive. So to me, I'm like, that would be my first thing. I'd be like, look, we're not a media host anymore. Boom. And if you want it, go find yourself a, uh, a media host and download it. And that's what I do basically. So I don't know. I, I think it's just you more know, expensive than, than they thought maybe. You know, it's funny when they started, they were all about, Hey, we got plenty of money. Remember all the blab oh, yeah. lists who were like, Oh, they're never going to charge for advertising at plenty of money. You know, now they didn't say this specifically. So we're, we're, conjecturing right. to your point about bandwidth and cost issues and some of those. But so I don't know. I mean, it's certainly, it is the most talked about platform in the podcasting community. It seems like over the last six to eight months, they got a good thing going here. You know, even as it stands right now, just if everything worked the way it stands right now, in other words, I can record right. the audio is decent enough. The video is pretty good for most podcasters. This works. And it just it just needs to work. Like That's it's it. just been really inconsistent as of late. So if they just make it stable and get it working, I would think for a lot of podcasters, this would just this would be fine from what they're you know, what they're doing. We've talked before, you know, you can run a instance of this and a Google Hangout at the exact same time. Um I got an email from someone this week asking how you do that and you know, you connect your hangout first and so everybody can hear each other, and then you jump on Blab and you mute everyone except yourself and Blab. And it works great. You can record on both sides. You can get the audio on both. I mean, it works. Hmm. But that being said, it'd, it'd be nice if this just was stable. So yeah. it, maybe they'll make it stable. Maybe that's what will, will happen is they'll spend some time trying to chase the dog and uh, and make it stable. And I guess they part of their company now has gone off to make some sort of app. It's like swipe right if you're hot or something. I don't know who knows. Something geared towards teenagers. And then it's fine. And that's where I go back to, well, they said, here's this platform. It's in beta. We're going to test it. And apparently they tested it and either A, didn't like the, the results or they just, they're, you know, who knows, but that's where I'm like, well, this is where I always say, don't, don't build your house on a free platform. And that doesn't, they say it's not going away. I would, um, I'll, I'll be, cause that's, if you notice, like we've been saying for weeks that the, the slash Q doesn't work anymore. And, um, all this other stuff. And the reason they're not fixing is because they're all the people that fix stuff are busy over here, probably developing this new app or whatever. So it is what it is. There is one thing we're not talking about today. This is uh wow. My, my, iP- oh, that's why. Cause I hit the wrong button. I was trying here. There we go. That's weird. Um, is we're not answering the question. Can I play music in my podcast? I have a I have the live chat on my website. I swear every other person stopped by this week. What if I play 10 seconds? No, 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 no. So that's uh, if you do it. Yeah. But speaking of asking questions, we do have a an open seat right there where it says call in. And uh, yeah, Bebo Swipe is the the app. So swipe to chill. That's that's but in in the world of names. That's I, where it's at. And I guess that's where it's at. I, I am not the target audience of that because swipe to chill that sounds like a james bond movie doesn't it james bond swipe to kill oh it's it's chill not kill okay maybe maybe blab's getting out of the podcasting space because the word podcasting is getting in the way of us being successful because you know there's always that one word that just gets in the way no matter what you do people look read it oh i can't listen to that it says podcasting so it's you know (laughs) sorry Maybe it was that's it, the other that's the other conversation I, I, I grow weary of in the <laughs> podcasting space is all these 
people who have no idea. They're not even in the space. No. And then they're writing articles about podcasting and how the word podcasting or whatever is is limiting the space. You know, the only thing that limits this space is great content. We, we just have to produce great content. Yeah. As, as long as we produce crap, the world will see us as like, well, okay, there you go. We, we predicted it. That's what we'd say. So yeah. we, we need to create. I mean, there, there needs to be a handful of creators out there who are creating great content to make it work. Otherwise, people won't watch it. They'll watch reruns of MacGyver. <laughs> yes, it's I, I love that conversation. Now, podcasting is changing the name and it makes me on a one and just stab yourself in the face and die. Exactly. So yeah, it just let's let's just embrace it. It's the word is what it is. And and I, you know, uh, it was the term Kleenex all that great of a, and when you think about a branding like Kleenex, really? And yet it it is become the de facto word for when we think of a facial tissue. Facial right? tissue. That, yeah. Yeah. And so let's get past that, guys. We just got to push past that and just create great content. Well, if you uh, I was going to say set your DVR, but that doesn't work. One one announcement we should probably mention is this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're going to be announcing the slate of uh, nominees for the podcast awards. So the one and only Todd Cochran will be doing that so is you know it- that that started with some controversy and that seemed to kind of die down pretty quickly right there was the i gotta pay ten dollars to be registered mm-hmm. kind of deal and then todd started a kickstarter to fund it and you're a little closer to it than i am dave that it's just kind of quieted down and i haven't heard from i have not heard from todd did he get fu- did it get funded no here's the thing about that is if we go over to podcast awards and this goes back to kind of what we're talking about. And it's sad. You, you hate, uh, let's see, it, if you go to podcast awards, it looks like there's going to be streamed live via right there. So, and that is uh, May 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm looking for his GoFundMe account. Okay, yeah, GoFundMe.com slash podcast awards. How many people, without looking at it, Jim, don't cheat, do you think have contributed to this at this point? 25. Look at you. Uh, it's 34. Uh, that's close. Yeah, that's, but I was like, and he's asking, you know, 10, $15, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like amazed that nobody's contributing. <laughs> it's like, you know, in two months he's gotten $2,000, which again, not to sneeze at $2,000, but I was like at the number of people that 34, I was like, yeah. is, you know, there are 250,000. Let's cut that in half. There's 125,000. But yeah. the other thing is we need like the knitting podcast and the, the NASCAR podcaster and all the business. Po- Everybody in the quote podcast about podcasting genre all know about this. I'm not sure the other people know about that. I don't know. Yeah. I was just surprised well, that. 34 it's a people. tough deal, right? I mean, we're talking about people who won't even pay $20 a month for hosting. So, That's it. you know, you, you're, you're kind of, I think you're targeting the wrong audience in this case. And, I, and it, you know, it's an admirable. I, I appreciate what Todd does. He, when we talk about podcasts, being an advocate for podcasting, I'm not sure there's anybody who does it better or is more passionate than Todd Cochran, right? I just, the guy is all over it. He's lived his life for it. He has... He gives everything to it, you know, and in 
but in this case, like if I were Todd, I just shut it down. I'd be like, you know what? Hey, it, or find another way to monetize it. If it's, if it's going to cost that much, then you're going to have to go the sponsorship route to get it. But obviously as podcasters, we're not, we want the awards, but we don't really want to, we don't have to give to get it. And it's just a wrong, I think the motivations are wrong in there, right? To pay, to keep it going. So in other words, I'm going to donate $10 so somebody else can get an award. Just not a great motivation. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, it's not a lot. We're, nobody's really in, and no one like Todd has, will just do it out of the goodness of their heart. Well, he did for 10 years. Well, that's <laughs> he did. No, right. Totally. He did. But he's one of the few that would actually fund something like this because he, he's so passionate and believes right. in it so much. And so it's probably time to switch over. He knows this. He's way smarter than me and in, in these podcasting things. He knows this. But I just think this is one of those situations where it's going to be really hard to do a, a, a funding campaign out of the community that you're trying to give the awards to. Just seems like the motivations are in the wrong place. Yeah, Not faulting be- him at all, by the way. Not faulting Todd no. at all. I think he's he is trying his hardest to to keep the community together. And uh, so I, I just appreciate that. Yeah. Steven says in the chat room, to me, he's made a huge mistake not releasing the names of the nominees. The awards are slanted towards the big boys in a lot of ways. Well, the, wait a minute. He's going to release the names of the nominees Sunday. Um, I feel no motivation to pay, to be honest. If, it, if I was told I was on the list, I'd consider it just because it'd give me material to talk about on the show. I still wouldn't win. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just hard. It's this kind of reaction that is the epitome of why you can't crowdfund it that way. I, I think it's going to have to go sponsorship funding and get some, you know, get some folks who were, it, it, you know, a blab or, you know, whatever, a yeah. spreaker to, to jump into that space and sponsor those awards. That's not a lot of money for some of those companies. So, um, you know, that, I, I think that's probably the way to go. Todd's doing the best he can and I get it, man. He, I would not listen. I don't, I don't wish that upon anyone. If you ever, if you ever just want to stab both your eyes out, try to do something like this for the community. Oh, try to yeah. do something nice. Try to do something fair. Do you know how much, how hard he works to keep these things fair? I've seen the documents of the rules he comes up with people so won't game it. Because as soon as he puts out rules, people start gaming them, right? Yeah. And so he's trying to keep it fair and honest and open. And, and, and immediately, the people he's trying to help start gaming the system. To, to be on top. We're, we're a bad audience sometimes, Dave, yeah. to work with. You know, you've got to get all the, mo- the motivations working in the right direction. In other words, we are, we are motivated to do self-promotion. And so if there is a way to get this done where we could promote the awards and promote ourselves at the same time, that's probably having the motivation in the right place. Because otherwise, we're not, we're just not into that for the, as, as a podcasting group for the most part. Now, there are, there are exceptions to that. And there's some great communities out there where people have come together and they cross promote and they, they do a great job of that. So I'm not saying as a whole, it's that way, but I just think most podcasters, unless it promotes them in some way, right. they're going to be a little, they're going to be a little cold. Yeah. That's always, and on one hand you kind of go, it's 10 bucks, but on the other hand, some people it's like, yeah, it's yeah. 10 bucks. Same, same group that will pay $3 for a hosting account, you know, yeah. somewhere like, how can I podcast for free? Well, how can I get my microphones for free? Well, you know, you really can't. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's a little bit of the wrong message. And, and I hope we can tweak this. I mean, I hope it comes off. Okay. He'll probably fund it himself if it doesn't. Yeah. I don't, cause through. he, he said, if he doesn't get the funding, it's going away. And I'm like, on one hand, uh, I'm like, I kind of go, I can't see Todd just letting it go away. But on the other hand, knowing the work that's in it, I can see him going, no, I'm not doing that for, for free. Actually, 
when I was involved briefly, right, with the podcast awards, I was I looked into like there's got to be another way we can get voting and voting scripts and things. Those things are so not cheap. That is the ridiculous part. And even that I haven't looked into a lot, but I've always like I think he said like the awards themselves are, you know, hundreds of dollars. I'm like, there's got to be a cheaper way of that. And it's like, not, not really there. You know, you not, can get it for something good. Yeah. Then you, you do all this build up and you give away a chimp, you know, a cheap little a plastic. plastic thing. And people are like, what the, you know, <laughs> right. So he's caught, I mean, he's in the ultimate worst spot because no matter what he does, he loses or he gets people complain or right. you know, so you make it cheap and then people come to the awards and they're like, man, there wasn't even refreshments, you know, or whatever. And venues are not cheap to get, right to get lined up and and get the lights turned on so it's a no-win situation he really i mean he's really a saint in this case of doing it for out of the goodness of his heart because he knows he's not going to get jack out of it in fact he's going to get more negative with all the negative feedback he's already gotten yeah he's (laughs) because no matter what happens he's gonna know why yeah let's say there's 13 categories he's gonna have at least 13 people that say, oh, it's rigged. It's uh, da, da, that's the same people, you know. So it'll be fun. Yeah, so, I think I just think he needs to find a sponsor yeah. where it, where it's in the right, where it's in the best interest of it, and they can sponsor. And I think that's what it's the year before, right? Wasn't it all? Wasn't it all completely sponsored the year before? No, the last year. Where, last year was had it was that it was part of New Media Expo. Yeah, but and, it seemed like I watched that online, and it seemed like there was a lot of ads going on during the there were at yeah there were ads on the sides where all the nominees are and things like that which but you, didn't they stick ads in the didn't they have ads in the middle of the awards that like they were they were having little sponsored by you know kind of thing in the middle of the awards i think that was yeah that was the whole podcast one that was um oh, okay i think that was i'm trying to remember now no because the podcast awards i i helped okay. announce the slate okay. i forget who the um because that's that's the flip side of it, Dave. Right, so you get sponsorship in there, and then they're going to expect like name, you know, names to be announced yeah. and things to be done during the awards or whatever, or have banners up, and then everybody will complain. Oh, it's just a shill for you know, fill the name, fill the name. It's just again, it goes back to where we are a super high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We want and we want tons of features that always work for free. And that's not hard to do at all. So, um, the, uh, in the news, I guess you would call this news. If you're a person that uses GarageBand to make your podcast, this is from, uh, Steve Stewart. You can find Steve. I want to give him credit over at stevestewart.me. And he, uh, chimed me into this. Um, if you're a person that's making your MP3 file in iTunes because you're using audacity or something that doesn't, uh, do that or whatever. And it used to be, you would right click and I think it was, convert to mp3 well now you have to go to the file menu and go create new versions so it's still there but uh yeah so yeah create mp3 version and now you have to go to the file menu and go create new version and uh then you're uh you're good to go and and while we're talking about that i do want to say one thing it's kind of funny this is one of those things when you get into people that are brand new in podcasting one of the defaults out of GarageBand is 192 kilobits per second without getting super geeky about that. But that is so overkill on the, um, in terms of the quality, the higher the number, the better the quality. 128 is considered quote CD quality. And um, that is just so overkill. And it's funny because the people that are doing that, 
are also the people that then turn around and say, hey, um, either A, it's taking too long for my file to download, or B, I'm out of storage space. And it's like, all right, well, you kind of got to do that whole nine round. But uh, I've had I've had uh, listeners contact me. And it's been a year or two or three maybe, but but from especially from um, communities that have metered bandwidth. So we think of Australia and the UK or particularly, yeah. this is where it's bad, and have just said, hey, you know, your file's a little large. Uh, could, you know, can you can you trim that up a little bit? Um, just because it's, you know, I'm downloading that thing every week. So there is that to keep in mind, not just quality, the quality piece, but there is, you know, if you're, if you're creating, I think the sweet spot, right, is about that one meg per minute kind of, right. so if it's an hour long, it's 60 meg, right? So that's, I think, I mean, everybody's got their, this is where we get into sound and everybody has their own opinion of the way it should be, right? It's just, it's just, it's crazy that way. But I think if you're shooting for a pretty average number, about one meg a minute. Yeah. I see uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity of the podcast says CD quality. And again, we have to do that in quotes here. Really starts at 160 uh, kilobits per second or 192. Yeah. I've always said 128 to me is like, mm, I know, um, I think it's Sony SoundForge refers to it as FM quality at 128. To me, it's like, it's fine, you know, but again, that's for, for music, but uh, so if you're looking for that, that's if you're like, hey, you can't make a MP3 file in iTunes. Uh, yeah, you can. They it's, just changed it, right? They, they just, just changed moved the location it. of where it's yeah. where it's at now. Yeah. So, but uh, that always pops up. That that iTunes. Hey, we have new software. That always pops up. They, it's like they know I do my show on on Thursdays at eight and at seven fifty five. I swear they've got it timed where that thing pops up. You want to install new software? <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. I should also say, um, because we've been talking about windows 10, I have, uh, you know, and, and when to go to windows 10, just a, a reminder for you in the, in the PC world that Microsoft will continue to offer free upgrades from windows seven, eight and 8.1 to windows 10 until July 29th been doing a lot of listening about will they extend that beyond July 29th. The current mind thought, Microsoft has said no, flat out in public. They're not going to offer that. There are some who believe maybe, but if you are going to upgrade between now and July 29th is the time to do it. So if you, you're thinking about doing it, there's no reason to do it except for there's some new security features that come in Windows 10 and the kernel's more efficient. And there's some of those kinds of things. So if you're thinking about making that upgrade from Windows 7 or Windows 8, definitely, if you're on 8 or 8.1, you should absolutely upgrade to Windows 10. Like, there's no, there is no <laughs> questions asked on why you, why you shouldn't do that. Windows 7, eh, you might be in a situation where if it's just working, don't break it. Uh, you know, you might want to stay on Windows 7. It's fine. If it's your studio PC and it's working just fine, stay on 7 if you want to. But it does look like July 29th. Don't upgrade on the last day. And then because it could, you know, every situation is different. It could break what you have. So you might just want to start thinking about it. It'd be a good idea to test it, do a good backup, make sure you've got some backups in there. If you're going to do that, that's some of those things to kind of think of. But you don't have to do it. And we're hoping after July 29th, that silly banner that pops up too that says, hey, you want to upgrade to Windows 10 that everybody's getting. We're hoping after that, that they'll shut that off. And if for us Windows 7 users, and I have some boxes I'm going to leave on Windows 7 just because I use Media Center. And so I don't want to lose that. We lose that functionality in Windows 10. So if you're thinking about doing it, now is the time. And it's ready. I've been, I've been running Windows 10 at work now for a month or so. And I podcast out of the studio. And 
I've, I've had zero issues. It doesn't mean you won't, but I've had zero issues and we're probably ready from a Windows standpoint. We're probably ready for the upgrade. So something to be thinking about. Yeah, I upgraded about a month ago and kind of clicked on it and went to bed and woke up and was like, please be okay and didn't have any problems. So, so far, uh, been okay. So I did have somebody ask, uh, Drew Kennedy said, I have an Android phone. He says, I would like to con- conduct a phone interview uh, what's a good app to use? And for me, at least, as far as I know, on the Android side, Ringer is does make it easy. And uh, I know Ringer now has a desktop app, but that would be, I think, at this point, the way to go. I need to, uh, I know Ringer has an affiliate program now. I need to sign up for that. It just dawned on me. I was like, hmm, but uh, Fairright might be the one. I know Sean Smith at PodFest had some sort of like multi-track kind of program that allowed you to do editing. It was a little, to me, I think I would go insane because he was doing it on an iPhone, trying to zoom in and, you know, cut out an um. I was like, oh, that's crazy. But um, it's, it's they're out there. It'll be interesting to see. I know I used uh, Zencaster last night and I have yet to have a problem with Zencaster. I, I've heard people, I know John has had some horror stories uh, of it, but um, I, I've yet, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. John says the best Android app for recording is called the iPhone. <laughs> That's Spoken like someone who's gotten burned yeah. before. I think yeah, so. it, it's yeah. I'm, I, you know, when you're when you're out recording like that, keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that the best advice on the road is just keep it simple. Do all your do all the fancy stuff in post production. If you're going to be on the road, just. Just get raw audio, get it as clean as you possibly can, get it, don't don't try to do anything, you know, anything fancy on the road. There's just too many factors going on. Just get that audio in. You can always clean it up in post-production. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of that, I found so many, I have so many emails. People are like, what do you think of this? And it's like, there's 8 billion pieces of equipment out there. But it's called, let me put a link to this in the uh, chat room. And I'll put a link to this out in the show notes. I believe this is episode 127, no. I believe. Yeah. We haven't done that many, have we? Uh, let me, I will. Mr. Buchanan. How you doing? Uh, what I find, and I have a lot of clients that use Zencaster, and they've, they've basically put their whole egg, their podcasting eggs in the Zencaster basket. Ooh. And what the reason they're doing this is they've, they think that they can get the everyday person who has, knows nothing about podcasting. And they're going to be able to come on and sound like you and Jim and I do right now. And that's just not going to happen. So the other problem is that they have to realize that, you know, the thing with Zencaster is that bandwidth is king. And if you're running a old PC with Windows 7 and you've got 100,000 things open, you have no bandwidth. So their audio is constantly dropping out and they're having you know, a bunch of problems. Now, if you and I and Jim decided to use Zencaster, what we would do is we would, you know, bring everything down to the minimum of what we have running and we would, uh, you know, we could use Zencaster and we wouldn't have a problem. Uh, the other thing is it seems like, and this is, I find to be more user error is once you get done, if you're trying to use the waveform, record it in wave and MP3, people sh- uh, leave Blab before the wave uploads. So then you get like a half a file and everybody goes, and then now it's gone. It's gone. And it takes, so. it takes, if you're doing the wave thing, I did it last night. It took an extra 10 minutes. We talked for about 40 and then it took 10 minutes for that to upload to Dropbox. 
So and right. I felt bad because the, the guy luckily didn't have a heart out, but I already gone about five minutes over what I wanted to. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, uh, if you need to leave, that's fine. Just don't close your machine. Just let it do its thing. And so he was fine. He's like, no, I don't, I've got another, you know, 20 minutes. So he was fine. But it was one of those where you're like, oh yeah, dude, leave time for that to, to upload. Uh, I have uh, one gentleman who uses uh, Zencaster and he interviews people all over the world. So he interviewed somebody from, I think it was Belgium. Mm. And it was horrible because the guy, I guess they don't have very good bandwidth over there and the audio was horrible. So if you have good bandwidth and you have somebody that's semi computer literate and you can, you actually almost have to make a checklist. Okay. Can you close down everything that you need to close down, run on the minimum? And, you know, at the end, if we're going to use wave, um, which I don't, I, not that I don't recommend it, but I, if you have people that are going to shut the computer off, then you've completely lost the interview. It's gone. So Zencaster is not, it's not the devil, but what, you know, you have to, know what you're dealing with and almost have to educate your the people that you're going to have on your show before and that's where the problem comes in because a lot of people aren't very tech savvy yeah i mean you, they can't even listen to the podcast on their phone and you're going to try to get them to look to how to do all this to record so it's tough john that really surprises me i i, I should reach out to the i forget and i forget the name of uh Jason? sean or sean. I who over at zencaster mark yeah. no anyways uh, and say it's Zencaster and say, because well, I thought the whole promise was that it's recording local. It doesn't seem to be. It seems to be if you have a very, it, it doesn't, it doesn't record on your computer, which is what I thought it was going to do. Yeah, no, it does. It does record on your computer. Well, I then mean, it doesn't make any sense that you would have that cut out and, and that uh, auto tune doesn't make yeah. any sense. You've but said that before and I'm just like, that shouldn't be. So I have to, I'll have to reach out to Josh. And Gosh, see what's going on. All right. All right, gentlemen. That's my. All right, John. Hey, thanks. Good to see you, man. You too. Take care. Yeah, that shouldn't be. Yeah. Dave. That, that should work. I'll, I'll reach out to Josh this week and see if we can get him come on. Well, uh, Emily asked. Um, let's see. I'm going to pin this now. Oh, okay. Great. Now I lost my previous pin. There's a company called PRX.org and they have released or, or started a a company that's going to make apps for podcasters. And at this point there's, it's, it's, they, there's a, I saw a bunch of articles about this. So whoever does their media, and again, it's a radio company. So you would think they would have a good handle on PR and they did. It was all over the place, but it was kind of like saying, Hey, guess what? This company is going to make a chocolate cake. And you're like, awesome. Has anybody eaten one yet? And it's like, no, they haven't made any yet. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a, on one hand, it's interesting to hear that a radio company is, and it sounded like it was podcasters trying to help out radio as opposed to a radio company coming in saying, we know how to podcast because we've been talking into a microphone for 30 years. It was more the opposite. So I, I'm not sure what to think about. It's like, oh, well, I'm glad to see somebody else is kind of getting into the space, but I, I missed all the the details. So well, that, that pin, whatever that last pin thing I did, did nothing. It put a nice little black square on the bottom of the screen. Uh, and then, oh, I think it was uh, Sean asked about try.cast or trica.st, whatever it is. I have not used that yet. This is the company that I went to and I gave them my typical questions. Can I do a redirect? Do you change my file? Uh, do you mess with my ID3 tags? And they kind of went, huh? And that was when I went, never mind. If you guys are going, 
And so, yeah, try, try ca.st. So I have not, um, I have not used that from the front end, but, um, Chris Curran, Curran from the podcast engineering school, when I was on his show, um, I was on the receiving end of that. And it looked just like, in my opinion, uh, Zencaster is what it looked like. It was the same deal that, uh, you recorded it and then it uploaded it later kind of thing. So, but I've not, I, I need to sign up and kick the tires on it. Cause a lot of people are asking about it. I just, my first impression was like, Ooh, these guys don't get it. But, uh, that, that is, um, Jim, have you played with that one at all? Mm-mm. No, I saw it when it first came out, I, I saw it and tried it and, um, you know, there's, there's been a bunch that have come out yeah. uh, along those lines. So, you know, you kind of, you can only do so many things I did. You know, we back to Zencaster. We we had a f- Skype fail the other day at work, and uh, Lisa immediately said, "Hey, let's just go to Zencaster." She said, "I've been wanting to try it," and we got in there and jumped in. It sounded great, and she produced. We didn't do video to that podcast, and it worked great. So, you know, your mileage might vary on some of these other ones, but it, it's uh, everybody's trying. I mean, it is it is good to see that we do have other options, and folks will figure things out in the you know in the space. And this is good. This kind of stuff that people are coming in and failing is actually a good thing. I mean, I think, think about all the things we've learned here on Blab by them coming in and trying this stuff. There should be others watching who would say, Dave, would you pay for this? Would, would you I pay for this experience, for the Blab experience? If you're a podcaster, would you pay a monthly fee to have access to this as a host? And then everybody else is free to listen. You think it's worth 10 bucks or 20 bucks a month? Yeah, I would definitely pay for, for this if it, if it worked. That was the whole, you know, I just needed stable. If it was like it was about a month ago where the Q thing worked and I I could care less about the map thing they had, but give me the Q thing and and I'm good. And I I don't even have to save the file. Just let me use it to create the show. Like I said, leave it up for a week and then I've got to get it. And if, you know, the the bad news about that, I can say that, that if you give a time limit, there's going to be somebody that's going to come back and scream and say, look, I was on vacation. I need that file. And then you got to go dig it out. And then you just go, that's great. There's a $5 charge for that or something like that. I think bandwidth and storage are, are simple issues mm-hmm. to solve when we think about that. I think the quality in Blab would shoot through the roof if they even charge just a minimum of $10 a month, right? This keeps the – one of the reasons that uh, – go back to our early discussion about Podcast Awards, one of the reasons that Todd charged – was to make sure podcasters would actually try to be there. Like, yeah. I think eight out of the 10 awards the last time, they weren't even there. Nobody even came. They won and it was like, yay, okay, next one. Nobody came up to accept it. So I think we would get a, a big boost in Blab quality if they charge even as little as 10 bucks a month because nobody's going to pay 10 bucks a month to do the silly stuff that we've seen here, the trolling that we've seen, yeah. you know, uh, or the just the crazy Blabs that are out there. I think, I think that may actually, if you had a host who actually invested some money, might be different. Yeah. Mr. Kearns. Hey, good morning. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Good. I had a question. I was looking over at Podcast One for the first time, and I'm wondering, is that something you have to be invited into? Or yes. is that something where you can look into getting on board with? No. First of all, you have to be a celebrity. Um, this is uh, Norm Pattis, the guy who started Westwood One. And right. you have mm-hmm. to, you, typically they go after like Shaquille O'Neal is, is on podcast one. Adam Carolla, I think is now on podcast one. Steve um, Austin. Steve. So you have to be a celebrity. You have to bring an audience. Gotcha. And if, for example, uh, Ice-T, um, Kathy Lee Gifford. Um, I'm trying to, there are a couple other, uh, 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 Jillian Michaels. 
um, are people that were on podcast one at one point and apparently didn't bring, I don't know what their benchmark is for numbers, but if you don't meet it, uh, just like in the music business, you don't get album number two if album number one doesn't sell. And which is interesting because norm stats are questionable, shall we say at times, they're a little more inflated than other people, um, because norm likes to do that whole CPM model. So, but yeah, it's, um, I, I, you know, if I got an invite, it would be interesting. I, I, which I'm not, I'm nowhere near, but yeah. So the making dad show says 50,000 is the minimum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and so. uh, Dave, I just wanted to say, uh, your one thing you're always hyping on about content being king. Mm-hmm. I had an interview where I thought that my, my, uh, my audio was not very good, but it was about, uh, helping veterans write a good resume. And uh, that has been my most listened to show that I've put out so far. It has over 100 listens, like it's up to 115 as of this morning. And uh, for me, that's really good. And uh, so um, the the audio on that one wasn't great, but I thought the content was really good. So I let it roll. And uh, my most listened to uh, episode yet. There you go. Rob was, Rob, was that one you did solo or did you have a guest on that? Or what was the... I had a guest that? on that from Higher Heroes USA. Okay. Yeah. Well, you always got a shot too to redo that if, you know, from, from a, you know, from a audio standpoint, redo it six months from now and update it, right? Do an updated version of it and see if you can get your audio better then. Uh, it doesn't mean just because it's one, you did it one time and it's done. So the content is good. You know, you're hitting in the right place. Try it again six months from now and see if you can, if you can get the audio just a little bit better and then update the content. Great, great. Well, yeah. thank you very much. And uh, where, Dave, thanks for all the help you give every week. Yeah, and where, where can we find your show? Uh, livingthevetlife.com, where I help veterans get all the benefits they have earned through their service to the United States military. There you go. Super awesome mission, by the way. Keep doing it. Yeah, if you want. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. If you, you want bet. some added exposure, go over to that website, and uh, Rob starts off the show with somebody um, doing the Pledge of Allegiance. So, yeah, how, how long does it take you to, first of all, you have to remember the Pledge of Allegiance, which is sad. And then uh, I said it in a while. Yeah, it's like I, I might stumble to get through it. I, like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the something with nation pancakes and wait syrup. No, God is in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> so, pancakes and syrup yeah. for all. Right? Isn't that how that goes? I think something like that. Oh, uh, I love it. Okay, oh, I'm so happy that. to see this. Um, somebody who's been on Blab for 261 days. Oh, good. Because I'm not. I, you get a little worried now with Blab. But, yeah. Uh, hey, what's up? You got a question for us? Uh, hello. Uh, I want to ask: uh, Do you uh, coach? You're a coacher. Yes. We we yeah. help people with podcasting. Can you teach? Uh, are you teaching how to do a podcast? Yeah. If you have a, a question about podcasting, that's we we come here and we I I run a website called the School of Podcasting dot com, and and Jim is a guy that that coaches people on all sorts of different topics. On uh, but uh, that's what we do here every Saturday morning. Okay, so just uh, I I want to ask a question. Um, which softwares uh, made by Adobe do you use? I use Adobe Audition for my podcast. It's uh, twenty bucks a month to uh, do that. I don't do the whole. I don't. I think it's what fifty bucks for the whole package or whatever like that. But uh, I just I don't use Photoshop. I don't. I I mean I have other poor man's Photoshop. I use Canva a lot and things like that. So I just need Adobe Audition. So I just uh, I just do that one. And you can get Edition by itself. You don't you don't have to buy the whole Creative Cloud right. suite to get it. So I think I pay seventeen dollars US each month to have Edition. And then uh, yes, th- 
course. And then there's, you know, there's Audacity, there's GarageBand, there are all sorts of uh, free alternatives as well. But are you using Adobe Audition during the podcast or after it uh, in order to edit the podcast? Yeah, I, we're not using it now. We're using, you know, in this case, Blab.im to uh, to record it. And uh, then he was gone. And um, Bandwidth probably. Bandwidth probably, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but that's, that's a great question for the newbie, right? You don't, you don't use, you don't have to use those. Like you don't have to record directly into edition or directly into audacity. You can use these platforms, pull them down. And, you know, like I use audacity has got this really sweet FFmpeg encoder that'll help you rip the audio out of a video. Yep. So you can open up edition, drag the video file. In, I'm sorry, open up audacity, drag the video file into it, and it will show you the audio file as if it was audio only. Then you could go in and do all your edits and and you know um, publish that out. I choose an audition. We had this this conversation was going on in the Facebook group too. I don't like the lame encoder. Most people don't. That comes with uh, Audacity, and so actually, I pulled that out as an AIFF file, an Apple lossless file, and then dropped that into Audition. So unfortunately, I pay seventeen dollars a month just to encode to MP3. That's pretty stupid, to be honest. You could do it in iTunes <laughs> for free. But I like having the, there's other things. There's a few other edits I do with, with uh, you know, you, the loud list, the, the loudness piece. And, you know, th- that works really well in addition. I think for a podcaster, having audition is one of the, one of those minimum tools you got to kind of have. It's very powerful and does a lot of stuff. That's funny. Cause I'm in the same boat. I was thinking the other day, now that I have my, you know, the Apex thing that I'm using, I, I kind of don't really need that broadcast uh, multi-band compressor anymore. And I'm like, so what am I using Audacity or Audition for? And I'm like, um, nothing. That was really it, you know, and everything else I can do in other software, but I'm like, eh, I'll keep it around, you know, because I thought about, well, I could, you know, make sure my, my tutorials are up to date on it and then cancel it. And then later, if a new version comes out, resubscribe and that whole nine yards. But um yeah, it's, I w- there's a great question here. I forget who asked it, but unfortunately, the chat room has gone on without me. Uh, Dave and Jim, do you feel at us as podcasters makes things more difficult than it should or can be? All of the gear, software, etc. It just seems way too much for a new podcaster. And I'm I was going to do it this week, and I'm not. But I'm going to do an episode in the future of the school of podcasting called Naked, and I'm going to do a podcast with no ladies, no school of podcasting, just me microphone, this one right here into audacity. And it's, that's going to be talking about that exact thing. That's like, the more you add, you know, there, there, I've already done it twice where I come in. I'm like, it's not working. Why isn't this on? Well, because the apex is off, you know, I turn over and then, and then it takes like 20 seconds for that thing. Cause there's a tube in it to warm up. Cause I'm like, it's still not working. The lights and I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, it's, it's easy with that. Yeah. So Jim, do you think we make it too hard? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, we. But you know, it's part of the it's part of the learning curve. It's part of the learning process. We're always going to have new people coming in, and then we're always going to have those people that are in the intermediate space, and then the advanced users. And I think, Dave, honestly, one of the problems is the longer you're around this culture, the longer you do this, the the less patience you have with some of the the beginning folks. You're like, oh, God, not another discussion on microphones, or not another editing discussion, or not you know those kinds of things. And so. I think we as experienced podcasters just have to kind of learn to be patient. Right? We have people coming. If we want to live in this space, right? If you want to, if you're going to hang out on the Facebook group or you're going to hang out in the Google Plus group, you can't complain about the questions being asked because not everybody's coming in in the, in the same place. And then, 
Yeah, I do. I think a lot of times uh, we do these things and we even promote them, right? We write blog posts about them or we do these kinds of things. And then the average podcaster, the beginning podcaster comes in and goes, geez, how do, how do I put that all together? You know? So yes, I think the answer is yes. I think sometimes we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And at the same time, Dave, to be honest, people are really enjoying what they're doing. And so if you want to add effects and boards and mixers and mix minus and all those things, if you want to add all those things in, do it. Like yeah. have fun with it. Get get super geeky and technical with it. If that's your if that's your gig, do it. We shouldn't also look at them and, you know, uh, you know, look at like Steven or Marty or those guys who have these big setups with video. Mike Howard has a fairly complex setup in what he's doing for his show. We shouldn't look at them in the same regards and say, oh, you guys are making it too complicated. No, they're doing what they need to do right. to pull off the kind of quality that they want to get. So everybody stop judging each other and just create, create great content. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And um, it's it's one of those things that like on Monday show, I, I'm going to do an episode that is pretty uber geeky. It's really meant for the intermediate podcaster because some people are talking about compressors and noise gates and DSers. So I had a, a, a guy come on that's a an engineer to explain those in the least nerdiest ways that we we could. And that's part of it is going to be, hey, before we get into this topic, you really don't need any of this stuff. But so many of us think, well, if I'm, I just want to add this one thing because it might make it a little better and a little better. And, and that's fine. We all want to do the best we can. But in the end, there are some times when you do things that um, I, I think this is going to also be on Monday show. The whole I don't want to waste money. And, and then like, to me, I'm like, is it really a waste of money? I'll give you a, a classic example. I'm going to hold this up on the screen. These are Martin Bluegrass acoustic guitar strings. Uh, this is $13 well spent. Why? Because I will never, ever, ever buy Martin acoustic bluegrass strings because I've never seen anything like this. Normally when you buy guitar strings, you get six packets because there's six guitar strings. And it's, you know, there's there's string one through string six, pretty easy to tell. Strings one through three are bronze, strings three through six are, are silver. And they put three packets, two strings per one, and you can see here where it says, Strings one and four, which makes, I kind of get where they're going with that, but it was the weirdest thing. Come on, camera, come back to me. There we go. And uh, so on one hand, so in the middle of doing this, to make a long story short, they snapped. I snapped one because they had four strings that were bronze and two that were silver, which is like, who makes guitar strings like that? And it's just, okay, there's $13 that I, I learned a little valuable lesson here. The next time, which is what I did, I went to Amazon Prime and ordered my guitar strings. They'll be here on Monday. And it's like, but, so people go, well, there's $13. Number one, when did guitar strings go up to 13 bucks? It used to be five. Back in the day. Get off Inflation. my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so there are times when we're going to do things that we're like, eh, that was, you know, there's 50 bucks I can't get back. And it's a waste of money, but it's not. You you learn no, something you from learned. it. You learn through it. Emily says, uh, by the way, I had Emily and James from Classy Little Podcast on my show on Thursday. Just delightful. If you ever really want an, uh, uh, an easy and a fun interview to do, interview other podcasters. They got all the equipment. They know what they're doing. Yes. They're always pro. I mean, that is just a ton of fun. So, Emily, thanks for, for making that happen this week. Fun to have you guys on our show. We did wine like they do on their show. It was tons of fun. We just had a good time. Excellent. So, Emily, thanks for coming on. But Emily says, you know, we're all a bunch of tech geeks. And so, when, back to that conversation about trying out the equipment. 
Unfortunately, we're not all tech geeks, and I work right. with a lot of in the in the strengths movement that I'm a part of uh, at Gallup with the Clifton Strengths Finder. I am a lot of the folks that are trying to podcast are not tech geeks. They're they're coaches that don't they want to mess with the tech. They want one setup and they want to be done. And I think that's where it's a little bit different. In our community, we are. Everyone who listens here is probably pretty good at the tech, but not everybody is that way. And so we have to continue to find and help and support those folks who are coming in or like, hey, you know what? You can use an ATR uh, ATR 2100. Am I saying that right? ATR? Yeah. yeah. ATR 2100. I said it like a gazillion times. How can I not get it this time? Via USB right into your Mac or your PC and you're done. That's all you need. Use the stand that comes in the box. You don't need any more. It will work to get it, you know, to get it going. And so there are some of those things where we have a lot of podcasters who aren't tech savvy these days. So I think it's as important to make sure we are keeping it simple for them. Yeah, because it's you you really I had somebody that uh, I was kind of consulting and they were literally going to go buy um, and I nothing against the guy, but Cliff Ravenscraft has a package for about sixteen hundred bucks and uh, it's got this big major mixer and all this other stuff. And I said, okay, so tell me like about your show. And he's like, well, it's just going to be me solo and I'm going to do, you know, five to 10 minutes and this, and it was a really cool show. Um, but I'm like, okay, but you're not going to have any guests or anything. And he's like, no, okay. You're doing things via Skype. No, it's just, it's a solo show. And I'm like, okay, you don't need a 1600. I said, you, you need this. This is what you need. That's it. That and a pop filter and you're good to go. So, uh, yeah, be, be careful with that. And then again, it seems like, well, everybody else is buying all this stuff. Well, that doesn't mean, uh, that doesn't mean it's right. So speaking of, uh, the lovely and talented Emily, there Hi. she is. Oh, look at you with your on air light. You're so cool. Oh, no. Yeah. This is my, uh, morning hair, but you threw the link in the chat room for the on air signs. I wanted to show you my husband's Christmas gift to me Excellent. was this recording light that he made. Beautiful. And it, awesome. It's, yeah, it's just a shadow box with lights, and he put recording in it. Do you have a and switch? Of, course, of course I have a switch, Jim. You know my husband. Let's see if I could get that in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is awesome. we gotta get Mark, <laughs> we got to get Mark on Home Gadget Geeks. I, I, I can see that happening here pretty quick. I know. Yes. you. Everybody in the chat room can marry my husband. So I put pictures up, and all of a sudden everyone's like, have him make me one. Okay, That's we found it. our next business. We're yeah, good. On airsites.com <laughs> or something. It's because they're expensive yeah. and you can make them. I, yeah. mean, I, I put a link to some that I have over at uh, Best Podcasting Gear, and those are running anywhere from 40 to 50. There's one for 110. It's ridiculous. And most of those are like little LED lights or nothing as cool as uh, the one that you're playing with there. So, there yeah, you- those are the strip lights from IKEA. Nice. Because you look around our house, everything is IKEA pretty much. So, excellent. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good work. Uh, okay. You guys have a lovely Saturday. Good Thank you. Good to show it off. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I would love to hear, do we, do we want to go back to the blab discussion? Sure. I would love to hear what Miss Eileen thinks about the whole blab thing. Oh, she's probably, true. She's probably, she was a gigantic advocate. Of yeah, the she's probably so. like, I don't want to come in. It's Saturday morning. I'm still. I see her out there. She's yeah. tweeting. So <laughs> she's, you can't hide. Uh, there there she, she is. <laughs> asking it shall be received. All right. Awesome. Run, but you can't hide. I'm going to call her go. on this one. So podcast has come for you. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick the, we'll, we'll, I'll release the cat. Go What's get her, up, Bernie. Everybody? Hey, how are you? Yeah. I was on yesterday with Sean when he came on and um, 
kind of broke the news, I guess. Well, that, so what, what, what is there. the news? What exactly was said? <laughs> what exactly was said is that Blab has realized, based on their stats, that people are not really coming to the shows. They're coming to the after shows. The after shows are where people just want to hang out Mm -hmm. and chill. And that's where the numbers are. So they have decided based on that data that they are not going to um, be doubling down. My daughter laughs at me when I do that. The air quotes. Meet me sometime. My daughter's friends will meet me and they're like, oh, you're Nikki's mom. Yes. <laughs> Doubling down. And, you know, you have to look that up because I'm not familiar with that terminology, but they are not going to be doubling down on broadcasting tools or I'm sorry, tools for broadcasters. Tools and, for are broadcasters. We broadcasters. Do you think we're broadcasters? I would think, yes. We're having a show. You're, you are having a show. Yes. So right now they are not, oh, and they are working on that app. I guess you guys have heard about Bebo swipe to chill. It was an iOS only. So maybe Jim hasn't seen it yet. No, I, 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 have a, I have iOS. I know. I'm just messing yeah. with you. I have Android too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So anyway, I, and I haven't downloaded it, I, you know, but, um, if you haven't seen it, you can share a YouTube or a SoundCloud or play a game, which I have no interest in, so I can't even remember what game it was. And there's one other um, piece of media you can share. But any anywho, as far as Blab is concerned, there are going to be tech issues. And because of the size of the Blab team, they're not going to be able to address those issues. And so Joel Kahn, who I have to give a shout, I cannot yeah. go without mentioning him. He was very instrumental on bringing this out because it came out a few days ahead of Sean coming on when Britney came into a blab and people were like attacking Britney when she was, and Joel was like, calm down, calm down, everybody. And, you know, get off of her case because she does a fantastic job and we all love Britney. So anyway, so he did an after show, of course, because, you know, Joel knows he's smart. If the after shows are worth springing into people, do an after show. <laughs> so uh, what I did was, and, you know, since you guys are all here, I kind of said to the, for podcasters, if, and most of you guys know this already, okay, because you're here and you, you've, you're under Dave and Jim and Daniel J. Lewis's toolage, so you know. Have a backup plan. Do not depend on the blab recording. Unless you don't really care, you're kind of like just doing it. But if this is your podcast platform, and I feel bad because I encouraged a lot of podcasters to come over here. So I have to say, I'm sorry, guys. They're, they've decided to pivot. So with that said, that does not mean, oh, leave blab right now. Get right. out of town. No. It means have a backup. Yep. So record on your digital recorder or whatever your device of choice. And Dave can answer all those questions. But <laughs> but my my feeling on this whole thing, now that I've given the whole preamble, is that back in the day, 
or let's say four months ago when they were having town halls, they kept saying stability, stability, stability is what they wanted. And this is my theory. Nobody else has said this except me. I don't think they were able to achieve it. Mm. I don't think they were able to achieve the stability that they wanted and that we wanted, especially those of us with shows. You know, we don't we want it glitch free blab. No, no pops and clicks and hiccups and people dropping off and all of that. And I don't think and, you know, in their defense, nobody else has achieved that either. Because even Google Hangouts and, you you know, you can't get much bigger than that. And as you all know, Facebook Live crashed on the president the other day. Nice. (laughs) And if you didn't know that yet, President Obama, remember him? Yeah, it crashed. So (laughs) if Facebook can't achieve it. Google can't achieve it. You could just imagine that it's a strain for the Blab team to achieve that. So there's going to be glitches. There's going to be, you know, hiccups. So I say stay here and continue to build the community because that's the other thing that the data was showing them. People want the community. The mm. community. Yeah. And, you know, like Daniel, I... um regrammed or reposted his Instagram from this morning, which was about a platform. You know, don't rely on the platform. Use the tools to build your platform. So stay on Blab. I'm not saying to leave Blab. Just bear in mind that when you put in at help, you may not get help. Yeah. Because there are only so many people. And right now they're dealing with this app, Bebo. Swipe to chill. Swipe. And what's the purpose of Swipe to Chill? I think they want to, they're testing different markets. And right now it seems like they're going after the young folks. And maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. But they said, we're all too Sean, old for them. Sean said that they will be experimenting with different markets. So maybe this is just the first one. I mean, it's the obvious one, right? Everybody wants the millennials, right? <laughs> but I do know that they were going out to schools and they wanted to see how the uh, app would spread on a campus. And that was from Brittany. Sean didn't mention that, but Brittany said that Sean and Fercom were actively going out to schools. And I guess they're introducing this. They were introducing it on a school by school basis. And then they made the app public the day after she said it wasn't public and all that. (laughs) They made it public. So I think I kind of pretty much summed it. Any questions? That's good. <laughs> good summary. I mean, I, it's interesting. I I disagree. You know, one of the things we think is, okay, so we got to reach the millennials and whatever, right, with these apps, except they have no money to spend. Uh, you know, the, the, the older millennials and the early Xers are the ones spending all the money right now. And to be honest with you, if you back to our earlier discussion, if they would pivot and make this a paid service and and make it really good, they could have a very good revenue stream that would be consistent because they, they would be attracting the podcasters like us who can actually pay Sean for this stuff. Sean said right? that that is a definite um, misconception that Blab has financial or any type of financial. Yeah, issue. but Eileen, they, everybody's in this to make money. I, I know, but hang on. He said, and, and I'm just saying what he said. Yeah. That right now they are in the best position they've ever been. So I think that additional investors have come in or some additional fundings come in from somewhere. It's not about the money, Jim. I believe it's a technology 
issue. Yeah, I, not, I, I guess. Not, I mean, you know, if the technology doesn't work, it doesn't matter how much money you put into it. It's just not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I get the technology is the problem on the back end. I totally get that. Yeah. I just I disagree with uh, the with the, the overall premise of marketing to a generation that isn't spending money when and, you want because ultimately you have to make money. Somehow. And Jim, he didn't say that. I'm saying that. And, okay. and I think that a lot of other people are coming to that conclusion because Brittany said they were wanted to see how it was spread on a campus. Yeah. But he never said, he said different markets. So I don't yeah. know. There could yeah. be, no, they could great. be going around to senior citizens' homes trying to get them. I don't well, they know. They don't have Seriously. any money either. Yeah. They don't have funny. money either. That might sound funny, but I mean, hey, there's a lot of people that are just sitting there wanting to reach out to the world, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just saying, no. you know, it's good. We can all probably assume that, yeah, they're trying to get the young folks because who will who go social media that's not trying to get the young folks? Yeah, well, but there's a whole there's a whole group. I mean, the the premise that just the young people are using social media today is, I think, is an incorrect assumption. I mean, you have a generation uh, between 35 and 55 that is using social media at an alarming rate, and oh, by the way, they have the majority of the disposable income. So I, you know, I appreciate this effort to always reach out to the kids, and we do it as well. I mean, I, hey, I'm I've I run internship programs at Gallup. That's all we do, right? I get that, but. The, the money is in is in a different demographic. And I think I think they got some great opportunities here to do some things to reach that demographic and be successful with it. And it's just too bad that because I think they got a great thing going here, by the way. I think they've got a, like right now, like we have great audio, we have great video and we're having a great conversation. This is valuable. Yes, we do. You know? And, you know, I think that what happens is, you know, with apps like this and others, there's always these two camps. You know, there's the, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to throw us podcasters in with marketers, broadcasters, all of us against the regular people, you know, and the regular people are the ones that Blab is trying to address. So if you're going to, you know, young versus old, forget that it's marketers, podcasters, YouTubers versus regular people that just what to hang with their friends. They want to watch a YouTube. They want to listen to some music that they yeah. like. They want to chat, talk, you know, meet new people or whatever, or just sit there and vape and lay across the bed. That's it. Now, the, the question right. is, who's going to come and watch that? That's my whole thing. But. Lots and lots of people. Really? Surprisingly, yes. That's, the, that's what they're, they're doing. And here's the thing. Those yeah. people are using their built-in microphone. They could care less what it sounds like. They're not high maintenance. Doesn't matter, Dave. Doesn't yeah. matter. That that Shrekarilli guy gets hundreds of people to watch him sleep in bed. And nice. just for the record, he's no longer here. Uh, he wished he requested that his account be removed, and there's a lot of rumors about why that happened. So I'm not going to repeat any yeah. of that. Interesting. I don't know. But I he never did get it. But think about when you, even before when the Blab homepage was a little more organized than it is now. Mm-hmm. You probably, as I do most of the time, put on horse blinders to all the blabs that you're not interested in. But when you think about it, there's a whole lot more of them than there are the ones that you are interested in. (laughs) Right? Right. I mean, even the ones that aren't in English. That could be. Hey, we can continue this conversation. We're going to go into the post show. So join us every week. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live.